Megan Carter is a digital engagement pastor at Church Anywhere. She works with the Church Anywhere team to help people find and follow Jesus on digital platforms. A couple of the platforms she uses for ministry is TikTok and the Church Anywhere website that hosts her blog. She desires to walk alongside others dealing with anxiety and help them live a fuller life by sharing her own personal experiences. So Megan, I am super pumped to have you. I'm super excited to be here. I think it's always fun whenever I'm like, I meet people and I'm like, oh my goodness, we are so alike. It's so fun. And I guess you gradually or you naturally just gravitate towards certain people, but I love how things come together. So I'm so glad that we're here and we've met. So I know that for me, I have struggled with fighting anxiety pretty much all of my life. Sometimes it's worse than others. And, but I think that it's a really important topic that a lot of people kind of don't want to talk about, whether it's because they feel like ashamed, it shows it as a weakness or what have you. So I'm really glad that we're covering this topic. And I would just really like for you to share with me about your personal story and, and talk about it from, from that standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I didn't know I had anxiety as a kid. (laughs) Let's just put that out there, but I had it. And I realized that now a big thing was growing up in the church. Um, The church I grew up was, is very traditional and not that there's anything wrong with that, but there wasn't a lot of talk about anxiety. It was kind of taboo, I think, to talk about. And it kind of was on the lines of lumped in with depression, which are two totally different things. So that was a hard piece to like get my mind around as a kid being like, why do I feel this way? Like, is something wrong with me? And then there wasn't anything wrong with me. (laughs) It was just, I had this issue that I needed to deal with and I wasn't dealing with. So it continued to grow and, and got worse as the time went on. So I think a big thing is like looking back now, I can see experiences of when I was a little kid, like when I was uh, riding the school bus And I wouldn't even tell the bus driver that they missed my stop because I was too anxious to even be like, oh, excuse me. I, uh, I can't, I can't, that's my stop. So that was, that was a hard piece to like, be like, oh, uh, well, (laughs) you know, so it was, that was kind of, it's kind of comical that, you know, look back on that now, but I'm like, no, that was, there was a, there was a piece to that there. (laughs) But I think like, even just honestly, this past year, I've learned so much more about myself and I've learned how different situations affect me and different pieces are more stressors in my life. Um, so, and a lot through, I know we'll talk in a minute about the blog, but a lot through writing that blog, I've really discovered a lot about how my anxiety works in my own life. I think that's probably like a huge piece of that <laughs> puzzle that came together in this last yeah, year. Yeah, you've kind of like now that you're putting it out there for other people to read, your thoughts are going out and you're like, oh, wait a minute. I see what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like a realization. It's like, oh, never thought of it like that before. And, and now it's not, I think it was so much of like almost looked on as shame as like, oh, I'm dealing with this issue and I feel like there's something you know wrong with me. And as a Christian, how can I be dealing with these things? Like if I really trust God or if I have enough faith, it'll just go away. That's not the case. And that's something I've, that's clicked with me. I think it's like anxiety will be something that that sticks with me for the rest of my life, but I find ways and tools to manage it, 
to live a fuller life and to, to actually be able to enjoy this life and not just live in that like anxious moments all the time. I completely agree with you, especially on the thing that like it's seen in the church community. A lot of times I don't want to assume that everybody thinks this way, but I know that a lot of people think, or they view it as, oh, if you're anxious or if you have any type of a mental health struggle, no matter what the reasoning is for it, it's seen as a weakness. And maybe that's something that we are actually putting on ourselves and people aren't thinking that way, or it's a combination of both. But I do wonder whenever you're thinking about it's a weakness, is it because we are expected to be perfect? Like, you know, we've, we've heard you and I have both heard people growing up in the church that we're not perfect. We're just forgiven or, you know, or people think, oh, your family is highly involved in church. And so you must have it all together. And if you are anything less than happy all the time, then what is wrong with you? You can't just be human. And just because you're a Christian, you're a Christian, but you're still human. (laughs) So you know, you still have your struggles. Now I was wondering for you, I know it's like you said, you didn't realize a lot of things were anxiety until looking back on it. So what are some things, would you mind sharing? Like, what are some of those signs and symptoms that you experienced for you with it being anxiety? Yeah, I think I knew that there was something there when I was growing up. And I think a big part of it is I was, and I hate to say it, but I was really good at wearing a mask. I was really good at putting on that smile and everybody saw me as the smiley girl that was happy all the time, never a problem in the world. And honestly, that's the way I wanted people to see me. I, I am a perfectionist through and through. <laughs> Unfortunately, that gets me in trouble sometimes because I, I feel like that's the persona and that's what people need to see. So I would only, it would affect my relationships because I would only let people in to a certain point. I wouldn't share the deepest parts of me where I was struggling. And like, even to the point that there's probably some things that my parents didn't even know that I was dealing with, because if I said it out loud, that made it real. But if I could keep it to myself and hold it in, which is not a good thing, then, then it didn't exist. It's kind of like that. You push it under a rug. It doesn't exist. You don't see it. But that was probably one of the biggest things is knowing that, I felt this way, but I wouldn't say anything to anyone. I wouldn't talk to anybody because I felt that shame. I felt that not perfection. And I felt like there was something, you know, deeply, honestly, I was like, God messed up when he made me like, that's, those are the thoughts that went through my head. And I think for me more than anything, it was those thoughts that continued to, to roll through, whether it was people I talked to, and then I would completely tear apart the conversation I just had with them, or, you know, just these thoughts of like, personal, like how I looked and I'm like, oh, I was ugly and fat and like just these horrible negative thoughts. And all those were part of, you know, that anxiety that I did have. And I wasn't confronting basically. I want to like say same girl, same, like with all the things, because the thought of you not sharing with somebody how you're feeling because of that fear of rejection, pretty much because you're coming off as being less than what they are assuming you are. And I understand what you're, what you're saying about always feeling like you want to have it all together and you want to be happy because I think naturally, I mean, there are some people that are more than others, but I relate to what you're saying because I don't want people to think of me as being some negative 
person. I don't want to be a negative Nancy. I want to be a positive Pollyanna, you know? (laughs) And so people want to be around me and they want to feel encouraged. And so finding that balance of telling people like, yes, 90% of the time I am happy and I'm good, but there's that other percentage that I'm struggling. And even on the 90% where I'm happy, I still have that underlying anxiety depending on the situation. And I think part of that with like keeping people at like arm's length was even the friends I had around me, like I had great friends and they were great people and human beings in general, but I would only let them come so far. So even in this huge group of friends I had, I still felt like I was alone. I still felt like I was by myself because I wasn't letting people in. When I stepped past that later on in life and actually opened up to people, I could grow in a deeper relationship with them because I was letting them in. So I felt like that was almost, I like, I want to say sorry to my friends that I didn't let them fully into my life throughout growing up. Yeah. I have, I, in fact, just recently, I have had a few friends that we try to hang out on a regular basis with our kids. And I can't remember, I guess one of them had been listening to a recent podcast episode And I don't remember which one it was or anything like that. But I remember that she brought up when we were together, she was like, I would never know that you have any issues with like being outgoing because you're like, you walk into a room and you're like, hello, I'm here. And I'm like, right. But it all depends on who I'm around and the situation, because I've had plenty of times where, you know, even if it's people that I'm familiar with, unless it's my own family, I just will have that anxious feeling of like, oh no, will they like me? Will they accept me? Am I dressed the best way? You know, like, and really people are not worrying about us as much as we like to think that they are. They're worrying about themselves. (laughs) So, and I know I'll just kind of fess up since, since we're just putting it all out there. You know, you and I had talked whenever we just kind of brainstormed originally I had so much anxiety just to get on the call with you because I'm like, it's a stranger. And I don't know, like what, what's going to happen. And it's like, is there anything wrong? Am I feeling sick today? Is the weather okay? You know, and this morning I got up and we're supposed to have rain off and on today. And I'm like, and it's windy. And I thought, okay, the one day, like I'm excited. Should I be feeling anxious? Because what if this messes up my recording? Because the wind's awful. It's like, Oh my goodness. So much overthinking. It's exhausting (laughs) whenever you look. Okay. So for me, whenever I have moments of anxiety, it shows in different, different forms. So sometimes it might be, I'm not sleeping as well, or I might feel my heart racing, or I might be short of breath, or I can't focus. Do you have like, do you have it to where now you recognize it? If that it's anxiety based on what the symptoms are. Yeah, for sure. I think more than anything, recognizing those triggers, like the things that I know that are going to cause me anxiety too. So when I started to recognize those, I could recognize the outcome of it, like how I was going to feel in those situations. So it's almost like a, a defense in a way it's like, okay, I can set myself up for this. I know, I know where it's, this is going to lead, but no, definitely whenever I mean, when it hits the hardest, I've only had it happen a couple of times, but having a complete anxiety attack, which is different than a panic attack. I found that out (laughs) the hard way. I mean, it's more of a, like, almost like you feel stuck for me. That's the way it was. I felt like I couldn't move. I didn't feel like I could fully catch my breath. 
it was just a really hard, I mean, lots of tears, lots of emotions of highs and lows, it just all over the place. And I think the biggest thing is when I hit that moment, I also hit my knees <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, like, I don't know what's going on. Cause honestly, at that moment that had never happened to that extreme. And it was a very difficult thing to like, be like, okay, what's, what's going on. <laughs> I feel like I can't control myself and that's never for a control freak like me. That doesn't work well. <laughs> God, like, can you please help me with what I'm, you know, dealing with? And it was that one breath and then the next breath just taking that one step at a time to really get back to almost a place of normalcy. What are some things that you do now that can you kind of head them off at the pass where if you feel that anxiety starting to creep in, like, and if you do water, what are some of those things that you do? Yeah. A big one is pray. I, I never thought that this would be something I would say, but I think I look at almost anxiety as a blessing, which is, I know sounds so strange, um, but it was really, it brought me closer to God than I've ever been before because I had to rely on him and I am very independent and I like to have control and do things myself. So it caused me to rely on him more, but just the other little things is, you know, taking those deep breaths that makes a huge difference. And I think some of the things I know for me, it was more of my mind and my thoughts of things that would run through. And so kind of like the scripture where it's like, whatever is true, whatever is noble, you know, think on these things. And so that part, whatever is true, continued to stick out to me. So it's replacing those thoughts of either negativity or things that are untrue with those thoughts that are true. So it's like, oh, like if I do this, like this person probably thinks, you know, they probably hate me for this. And it's like, is that really true? Like, no, they don't. They probably aren't even thinking about it the way I am, or I said this and they're probably tearing that apart. And it's like, no, they're probably don't even remember what I said. And I'm, I'm tearing this to pieces. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice that, that works for me. And, and everybody is different and every anxiety is different in people. Um, but for me thinking of those true thoughts, um, and replacing those is the biggest thing. I agree with you a hundred percent. The, the biggest thing that I try to focus on now, and I do it more now than what I used to is the whole prayer thing. Cause that does between prayer and breathing, like those things combined, like pray and breathe. Yes. Breathing is good. We need it. And prayer is good. We need that exactly. too. <laughs> so let's focus on one thing at a time. And I know like for me to also focus on like the things that are are tangible, you know, to focus on things that, that are factual. So, and like you said, replacing those thoughts, but also thinking like whenever you're in the moment of almost being in an anxiety attack or being in one, it's literally focusing on your breath, focusing on like, what color is the sky? Where are my hands? What am I touching? Like those types of things, you know, that's what's worked for me too. So do you feel like the people around you, are you, I know you're more open now with your story because you want to be able to help other people. So how have your friends, even your husband, your family, your parents, like how have they all responded to this, like a mindset shift? Yeah. They have 
been the biggest encouragement in my life where I used to think that people would look at me differently. They would look at me like, oh my goodness, she deals with that. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) That's not the way they look at me. They look at me with like almost proud, like as they're proud that I'm sharing, you know, what I've gone through and, and the things that I felt where I didn't think I could before. My husband is my biggest supporter and pushes me to do more and share more than I'm already doing. That's awesome. He's like your biggest cheerleader. He's like, yes, honey, do more of that anxious type of things. <laughs> he really is. He's like, you can do it, babe. And I'm like, thanks. I don't know that I can, but you support me. I'm going to try. That's right. I'll do it anyway. There have been several times and even recording an episode for the podcast. It never fails. I will be fine all day long drinking all the water. And then I go to hit record and I'm like, my mouth is so dry. And I've asked in podcasting groups, I'm like, okay, I need help with the whole cotton mouth thing. And they're like, are you anxious? I'm like, well, I didn't think I was until I pressed record. And they're like, well, it might be anxiety. I was like, of course it's anxiety because why would my life not have anxiety in literally every aspect to like, (laughs) come on. So speaking of that, I do want to talk about like what you're doing. What a great segue. And I didn't even plan it that way, but (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about, um, church anywhere because it's genius. I love it. So tell me a little bit about that and how that is relating to where you are with your, with your anxiety. Yeah. So, uh, church anywhere started, probably four or five years ago at our church. Um, basically just an online service is where it started from. We wanted to reach people in different ways, um, that weren't being reached before. So we put our services online and it was very rough to start with one little camera. I think it started with the phone actually in the back of the auditorium. Um, but it has grown and grown and what kind of set it over the edge, I would say is the pandemic crazy to say that it was a blessing For me, it was, I was working in our youth department in our worship. So I lead worship sometimes as well. So that's where I was working at the time. Um, And I was helping out, uh, moved a little bit into children's at that time too. Then the pandemic hit and we tried to figure out how to do kids services online, which is not easy. (laughs) And about a month into that, so it was about last year, April, I was brought to my attention, went into a meeting thinking I was going to talk about kids church. I didn't talk about kids church when that meeting and they were like, Hey, we're going to start a digital team. Cause it, before that it was one guy doing everything pretty much and volunteers, which we had great volunteers, but one guy basically. Um, and they're like, we're going to put together a team. And we really think that you would be great on that team. And I'm like, that is not where I ever thought I would be. That's not what I thought I would do. And I'm like, wait, what would I be doing? <laughs> and so kind of fast forward a little bit. I moved into the title is digital engagement pastor, which I engage with people online is kind of the easiest explanation for that, but that's not really the full thing (laughs) with gaining that title of pastor. I am not a preacher. Obviously my anxiety um, holds me back from that just a little bit. (laughs) It makes me struggle, but that's not, and that's not my gifting area either. Like I can fully put that out there. That's not my gifting. Um, So I was like, there's some way that I can reach people and speak to people, you know, even on a weekly basis, that's not a sermon, but in a different way. And since we're in a digital 
ministry team, like, how can I do that in a different way? So that's where with Church Anywhere, my blog started. And that was part of my job was to write a blog. And I said, you know, I may not do like scriptures every week or all that, but I'm going to talk about anxiety because I think it's something that needs to be talked about. And my generation growing up, we didn't talk about it. And I have two girls and I don't want them if they deal with anxiety or anything, I don't want them to feel that shame that I did. So that was kind of the basis of my uh, blog going forward. Then by complete accident, <laughs> and I say that completely honestly, because it's the pandemic, we're in the house like all the time, bored out of our minds. And I was like, I need a creative outlet. So <laughs> for my creative outlet, I went to TikTok craziest thing. And I'm like, Oh, this is so much fun. Like just, I think my first, first video I did like in May and it was just like, it's like the NSYNC bye bye or uh, it's going to be May song. Like was my very first one. So it went on that. And I did a video of someone else's sound, which on TikTok, that's what you do is other people's sounds a lot. So I did a video about glasses and like how, cause I have really bad vision. So like you can put your glasses up to the phone and like lock the um, focus and pull them away. And then it shows like what you actually see. I don't know how accurate it is, but it was blurry. So <laughs> I feel like it worked good enough. That video I posted went on vacation for like a week, just out into the mountains. So I had no service during this time and came back to like 250,000 views. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, what just happened? I'm, I'm like, I'm a girl from a small town Honestly, at this point, I still have no like confidence in myself just doing this for fun. Didn't think anyone would see it. Now I've had over 250,000 views. So imagine that's probably that many people. Talk about anxiety. <laughs> Talk about, yeah. And so I'm like, oh my goodness. So then I was talking with our office manager and our digital team. And I was like, oh my goodness, what? Like, I've got to do something with this. Cause obviously I'm starting to gain, you know, followers, which I love to call them my friends because I feel like they are. <laughs> and so I went to our digital team lead and I was like, here's what I'm thinking. What if I use this for ministry and talk about my blogs? I can connect all the pieces together. They can click on it, go to the blog. I can use pieces and like talk through my blogs, talk about anxiety, all those things. And he was like, run with it. I was like, okay, so let's do it. So I ran with it. I started to do prayer chain videos, which was probably the coolest thing. And the craziest thing that I could do on TikTok is ask for people if they have prayer requests, because that's not normally what you do, but I did it and started to get a lot of people responding and commenting or messaging me. And I was completely blown away. Like, humbled beyond measure. <laughs> I couldn't believe people would trust me at face value. <laughs> Coming from this small girl town, you know, that I didn't feel like much value in myself and people were valuing me more than I ever did. So I got to pray with these people and I would, you know, in that 150 characters you have in a comment, <laughs> would pray with them. And I still continue that to this day. And, you know, there's a lot of hurting people out there. And if I can be just one little light in their life is amazing. 
to this day, I looked it up just a little bit ago because I keep a record of all the lease handles that I pray with. Um, and I actually write them. I did write them on the whiteboard and I ran out of room. <laughs> so I transferred over to canvases. Um, so it'd be something I can keep forever. And I write them out, all the handles, and I put them on my board in my office so that I can see those and I can pray for them um, every time I see them. And sometimes I'll pick out certain ones and sometimes I'll see certain names and I, I can put a face to that name now. By doing that, I've been able to build relationships, which is, I think, more important than any other service, any other things I could do online is building relationships with people. We kind of have a saying in our digital world is relationships trump technology. Doesn't matter what else we do, but if we can build relationships with people and we can really talk with them and walk through life with them, uh, we can make a difference in their life. And I've been able to see that and build these different relationships with people. And that's been the coolest, craziest, like mind-blowing experience that I've been able to do uh, through these different platforms. And through that, I've built myself so much confidence. I'm like, I'm helping people, but I think they're helping me more than they realize. Just building this in myself where I actually feel like I have value today, where I didn't almost a year ago. It's crazy. <laughs> I love that. Like, it makes me like feel all emotional, like hearing about all the prayer requests. And I'm like, I yeah. am not here to get choked up. Like, I'm here to just have a conversation. Like, I'm about to. Cry. Okay. Well, at least we're the same right now, but it's fine. Um, but I completely agree with what you're saying about like relationship building is what's important. And, you know, even whenever we struggle with things, whether it's anxiety or it's depression, or maybe it's not even a mental health issue, maybe it's something else, whatever we're struggling with, that can either hold us back or it can help build us and make us stronger. And it doesn't mean that it's like an overnight thing. I mean, it's not like you woke up one day and you're like, oh, all those issues I had was anxiety. And now I'm great. And I'm going to go do all the things that induce anxiety just so I can reach other people. Like it's not going to happen that way. But I love and appreciate what you're saying about building relationships, connecting with people, putting their handles on a canvas, like Oh girl, like that is amazing. Like, I'm just like, okay, you know, that's beautiful. And, you know, and all those lives that you're touching in a place that you would have never thought possible doing something that you never would have thought about even a year ago and being able to see where like the Lord is taking you literally every time you're just like, he's like telling you to buckle up and hang on because here we yes. go. And you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be willing to be used and do what he calls you to do. And you are obviously right in your niche of doing what you've been called to do. And yeah. I think that that's just beautiful. Have you had a lot of people like from TikTok that have been able to connect on into the church anywhere environment? Yeah, we've had some actually just this past week. Um, I can't connected with a lady and got to meet with her over zoom and talk with her through things and, you know, talked about faith and it was really, she brought up concerns. It was really a cool experience um, just to be able to, to talk with somebody that I met through, not even through one of my prayer videos or like anything like that. We actually met through, she sent me a crown. If you've yes. seen that go through yeah. TikTok. Yeah. So I just like, 
randomly commented on one of these posts and she was like message me she's like hey I really want to send you a crown and I was like okay cool like that sounds fantastic so we got talking a little bit more through that found out that she lives only maybe an hour away from me wow uh, which is crazy and then we got to talk on zoom and it was really cool just to be able to, to talk with her. And then she did like watch our service and she's like, I really enjoyed it. And I'm like, you can watch our service or go to another church. I don't care. Like, it's not about our church building. It's not about our church. It's about the big C church. Like, I don't care where you go, but I would love for you to get involved somewhere. Right. Um, I think that's my biggest thing is, I mean, love for you to be a part of ours and do stuff, but it doesn't have to be right. And goodness knows, like the past year is definitely a time where people are going to sink or swim and hopefully they choose to swim and swim to, you know, the nearest place that offers help. And it's typically going to be on social media right now. Now, you know, some things are starting to open up a little bit more, but especially over the last year, so many things were shut down that people had to connect via social media, whether you loved it or hated it, that was the main way that you could connect to people. And so now I have a love hate relationship with social media Sometimes I even love to hate it, but, (laughs) you know, but I do think that it is really great to see whenever people take something that could have been a negative and turn it into a positive, whether that's about anxiety or it's about the pandemic or, you know, I have a friend of mine that recently got fired from her job and she's in the medical field. And I was able to see her. I had gone to a chiropractor appointment and she was there. Didn't even know that she was going to that chiropractor. And I was like, well, Hey, how's it going? And we talked for a good, like 20 minutes outside. And she began to share how things she thought it was awful that she had gotten fired. She didn't know what she was going to do. And now it's turning into, she's going to have her own practice. She's going to have more freedom. And her mindset is just like, incredible to talk to her about it because she chose to take something and see it as it was obviously a blessing in disguise. What can I do with this, you know, from here on out to make it a positive. So anything that you're doing, life isn't perfect. So you might as well figure out what to do with the imperfections, right? True. I feel like that's my life story is it's been very similar to that story. My husband had lost his job due to basically budget cuts. It wasn't anything he did and put us in a bind. And I talk about it on my blog and it's just a really difficult time. But if he wouldn't have, if those things wouldn't have happened, he wouldn't be where he is today in a great successful job and doing wonderful things. And, you know, it's crazy to think too, that, you know, a quick little story about two years ago or so we were doing a women's conference at our church and I was health leading it and heading it up. And so I was like, oh, let's create a video like to promote it, get people to come. And we were like going to give away scrunchies. It was going to be so much fun. So, but also at that time, very awkward on camera, (laughs) not a great person to be in front of the camera, Uh, still working on that, but it's a lot better night and day difference. (laughs) So I did that. We posted it to Facebook and I had someone reach out to me and saying, you know, I don't know if that video is the best, like representation of what you're trying to portray. And I felt like it was all, you know, towards me. I was like, I give up and I had an anxiety attack about it. And with everything else that was going on in my life, I even said that I would never be on camera again. 
like in those words, I told my husband, I was like, I'm never doing a video again, like forget it. But today I'm making videos every day. <laughs> so it's like, okay, God, like I see, like you have some humor to your life. Yeah. Like I shouldn't have said I would never do it again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. I was like, don't ever tell God you're never going to do it. Cause he's going to be like, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. That's great. So with, um, do you have any other types of tips going back to kind of just touching on the anxiety aspect? Are there any type of coping strategies? I know we talked about prayer. We talked about breathing, changing the mindset. Is there anything else? Like, I don't know about you, but I noticed that things change for me based on like, if I'm getting enough sleep, if I'm engulfed in scrolling social media for too long, then I get sucked into the negative headspace. Or it also depends on what I've eaten that day. Like a lot of things, a lot of sugar or caffeine, like really makes me spiral. So is there anything along those lines that you've found that helps? Yeah, for sure. I, for me too, working out has been a huge change in my life. I mean, I did work out before. And even when I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, I was actually an instructor at the Y, but I was so focused on that. I wasn't focusing on myself. So Now that I'm actually focused on myself and doing things that I love working out, which it's not always a love, it's a love hate relationship too there, but I have like, you know, the watch that tells you like to stand up and to, to do all the things. So now I have a competition with myself to hit those goals like every day. And like for the past, like 60 days I've hit those. And so now I'm like, I can't ruin it now, but that working out and just like almost like. Okay, so we got a um, little stand-up punching bag. That was the best thing for my anxiety because if I have any kind of like stressors, I just will go out and picture those stressors at that punching bag and just go at to town. Like it's it's the best and healthiest way <laughs> to get out any frustration. And it may be frustration that like I could go back and think about it, and I'm like, oh, I there was really no reason to be frustrated about that because a lot of times that's how it is but it definitely helps just relieve that any tension. And that's probably my biggest, biggest one is, I mean, definitely that. And then with the eating healthier and sleeping, all those things, I think promote just health in your life. And it'll definitely promote mental health reading more. Well, I'm not a biggest reader, but I love to listen to audiobooks, And so listening to some different ones, uh, there's one that I've just read uh, present over perfect by Shauna Nequist awesome book, uh, hit me deep. (laughs) Like there's things she says and I'm like, Oh, okay. Basically one of the thoughts she says is when we say addiction, some people just think of, you know, drug or alcohol or any of those type addictions, but really everyone can have an addiction and it's how you basically displace yourself from reality. So whether that you're a mom and you're like, trying to clean up all the blankets or all the toys off the floor constantly and not being present with your kids. And I was like, okay, that one hurt. (laughs) You know, it's so things like that, that can really get me thinking because I'm a thinker and a processor. So if I can, anything like that, that I can do uh, really makes a huge difference because that will stick with me. And I'm like, okay, so when a time comes and that anxiety hits or like, I'm like, the house is a mess, like everybody clean. I'm like, wait, are my kids having fun? Are they playing? Like the dishes can wait. Yeah. And I'm going to have to make sure that I write down that book because 
Yes. This is not the first time that I've heard that title. So I feel like maybe I need to be paying attention to it, but I'll also put a link to it. Did you get it like on Amazon or where? did? Okay. So I'll find it and link it in the show notes. That way people can go and check it out. But I completely agree. In fact, recently, one of my episodes, I said that anxiety, because I talked about anxiety and I said, anxiety for me had become almost like an addiction because it wasn't that it brought me joy or like a mental high. It definitely was not that, but it was like an addiction to, I didn't know how to live without it. You know, like I, if I didn't have anxiety, then I, I thought, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong with this situation? So I'd have anxiety about not having anxiety. Like how messed up is that? But I completely agree with you on the fact of like, I have been guilty several times. I've tried to be more mindful of it, but of being busy yeah, just so that I don't have to think about things that are stressing me out or that I'm anxious about, I'm upset about, I'm worried. And now over this past year, ironically enough, whenever it's like the most stressful time is whenever the Lord has really said, okay, I'm going to need you to let go of stuff and let me handle it. Trust me with it. And then just do, just be willing to basically go where I want you to go, do what I want you to do, and just trust me to take care of the entire thing. And so that meant that I had to trust him with my anxiety. I had to trust him with those negative thoughts. You know, I gave them over to him and let him carry the burden because I wasn't made to carry all the burdens. Like, thankfully I'm not God. Let me tell you, if I was God, there would be some things that would not be very godly probably. (laughs) So that's why God is God. And I'm just a Christian trying to do my best, (laughs) but can you share, I know you shared about the book again, I'm going to make sure to link that because that's fantastic. We've talked before, before we were here today about you looking into doing things like counseling others and that kind of stuff. So can you walk me through like how you came to think that, oh, let me counsel people that, that have my issues? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So I, I mean, I wanted to do more than just writing my blog and, and part of that with building those relationships, I started thinking, oh, if people come to me with real issues, like how am I going to handle that? (laughs) You know, I can tell them from my perspective, but also I want to make sure that honestly, I don't screw people up. Let's put that out there. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's probably the anxiety coming out. It's like, oh, if I say something to somebody, it's going to be like, send them off, you know? So there is an awesome guy in our church. There's a care pastor and I've sat down with him and talked with him through, he counsels many people and probably the best that I've ever seen. And so I sat with him and I was like, I want to pick your brain, (laughs) like talk to me, like, tell me how you walk people through different things. And, and there's going to be things that people may come to me with. And I know they're going to be over my head and I'm going to say, here's somebody that would be great to talk to because I know where I can go and I know how far I can take you. So I definitely like, I just love the idea of being able to walk through life with people and help them along the way. And part of that is with sharing them, my personal stories and my experiences and showing them, you know, that they're not alone. And I think that that is probably one of the biggest things that for me, I felt like I was alone. I felt like no one else dealt with what I dealt with. And I think a lot of times that's how we try to like rationalize. We're like, well, no one else is dealing with this. So I don't want to tell anybody else and be a burden. And it's like, 
no, I want to share your burden. I want to talk with you. You know, I kind of joked with you earlier that we have, you know, I got this title pastor. And so I want to pastor people. I want yeah. to, I want to care for them. I, I, I want to, you know, be like Christ would and, and just walk with them through that. If someone wants to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Yeah, so many different ways. Probably the easiest and the quickest way would be through email. Uh, it's at Megan at church anywhere dot us. Uh, that's going to be the easiest one. Also, you can reach me on any of the platforms. So TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, they're all real talk with Megan. They should be all exactly the same. <laughs> so I tried to make sure they were. <clears throat> so there's a page on Facebook and then the profiles on the other two. Any of those ways are easy to contact. And if you're I'm in the Corden, Indiana area, but if you're not local, that's okay too. We can meet through Zoom and I'm willing to, to open myself up to talk to anybody who, who wants to. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Like I, it makes me excited whenever I hear like things that you're already doing and then knowing that there are going to be people that are listening to this episode. And I'm a firm believer that things happen for a reason. And sometimes we don't really know what that reason is. And there are some situations where I don't necessarily know that I will ever know on this earth what that reason is, but, but at the same time, I also believe that people are where they're supposed to be whenever they're supposed to be there. So there's nothing that is a surprise to God. And so the people that are listening to this episode, whether whenever it first launches or they're going back in their binge listening, I don't really know. <laughs> but they're going to listen to this. And there's a reason it might be that one thing stuck out to them, or it might be that the whole thing just resonated completely, but it makes me excited to know that there's just another Avenue to be able to reach more people. Even if it's sending people to you where they can connect either on social media or the church anywhere or any, anything along those lines. I just, I just want to get up and shout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, Lord. Thank you. I will make sure to put links in the show notes for the podcast and so that people can know where to find church anywhere, your blog. I know that you said that those two are connected together, right? Yes. So if they go yeah. to your blog, can they, what, is there a link on there for church anywhere? So it's all hosted on the same website. Um, so it's within the, my blog is within the website. Okay, perfect. So either way, it doesn't matter. They'll find yeah. you no matter what. Exactly. <laughs> so do you have any type of final thoughts. Like if you had somebody sitting in front of you right now, that was like, I'm just lost. I'm overwhelmed. And I feel less than I feel confused. What would you say to them? My biggest thing would be give yourself grace. I think that's some of the hardest things that we do. We don't give ourselves enough grace. I think it's that perfection side and wanting to be perfect and you don't have to be, you know, God doesn't expect us to be perfect. So why should we expect ourselves to be perfect? You know, and I think as, as a pastor at a church, I'm not perfect. And I'm saying that loud and clear for everyone to hear. And for myself <laughs> that, that, you know, I don't always have it all together. I do the best I can. Um, I will put everything I have towards it, but I'm also going to give myself grace. Like I never have before. There's times whenever I you know, I'm like, I'm going to read the Bible every day. And does it happen every day? Not always. And that's okay. <laughs> it's not the worst thing in the world. Like I'm going to do everything I can to get there, but there are times that uh, that will slip through. And so 
and that's my biggest thing is, is give yourself grace, have grace for yourself. Absolutely. I agree. I feel like I've said that a whole bunch. Like I agree. I love like so many of those, but whatever, I can't help it. That's just what it is. (laughs) But yes, absolutely. To giving grace. I am so thankful that you have come on today and shared, and I would love to do this again, whether we talk about anxiety or we talk about something else. I don't really know, but I feel like if you got a good thing, you got to keep going. So, um, so thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I hope everybody has a good rest of the day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and gained encouragement that no matter what your struggles may be, you can still accomplish great things. I'm hoping this podcast finds those needing encouragement, support, and community. If that's you, you found a friend. If you know someone who would enjoy being a part, I'd love you to share it with them. I hope you'll continue showing up as we find the good together. Remember, you are loved, and I am glad you're here. See you next time.